It's Monday. It's May 10th. And the word of the day is Lilo, which means a friendship that can lie dormant for years, only to pick right back up instantly, as if no time had passed. Used in the sentence, in 2021, we better really hope all our friendships are Lilo's. <laughs> hey, fuck that. Come out post-pandemic, totally different person. Disappear to everyone you knew. You wear a leopard suit all the time now. <laughs> so, wait a minute. So, I'm sorry, wait. Did you guys see your friends in consecutive years before? That sounds exhausting. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, I'm No Illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, Arizona Republicans check for Chinese printed on the inside of their ballots. China does another bad guy from a comic book looking thing. <laughs> and we need Bugs Bunny to cut off Florida with a saw now more than ever. <laughs> Thank you. But first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are my fellow Skeptocrats, Snow Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, this is very important. Did you see Liz Warren's Golden Retriever Bailey getting a burrito for his birthday? What? It's the best. Damn it. No, I'm watching that right now. No, Check it Eli, out. No, we, we have to do a podcast, dude. I said I'm watching it now. Okay. okay. All right. We'll start the thing. We'll start the thing. In our lead story tonight. <laughs> Look at him. Flo- <laughs> He's the best. He's so excited. He is a good He's boy. He's so excited. In our lead story tonight, Florida is garbage. The state, I mean, I guess I'll explain, but I feel like we could just leave it there. Yeah, I don't really. think I need to explain. Everyone can just Google Florida if you're not already clear on that. And I actually did that. I actually did Google Florida and wow, just a lot of stuff to unpack there. I'll circle back to that at the end of the story. For now, we're going to focus on three big pieces of Florida news. First, they passed a giant voter suppression bill. They also passed a bill that would make it illegal for private social media companies to moderate the content of their platforms, sometimes in a particular way. And last but not least, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis banned pretty much every single COVID safety measure in the entire state, in the present and in the future. Yeah, so that was fun. Right. Look, look, man, it's not that fewer Floridians isn't a noble goal, Ron. It's that this isn't a noble way to get there. <laughs> yeah, so true, Noah. So true. Not enough people are saying that, the thing that you said. You were watching the dog burrito video on repeat, weren't you? He loves the burrito. Noah. He loves, he loves it, so it so much. He He's does. so excited. He really, really likes Very that burrito. Bailey's the best. So I'll start with the voter suppression bill. One of the big takeaways from the 2020 election was that Lots of voter turnout means the Republican Party can't really exist. Mm -hmm. yep. That was actually a big takeaway for decades of elections, but it became extra clear when millions of people were able to vote by mail without taking any time off from work or finding a ride across town or standing in a giant line for no reason. So we got something a bit closer to democracy. And the Florida GOP is going to fix that. Yep. They want to make the election system great again. Like it wasn't... <laughs> I guess 2000 yeah. when they crushed it and did a great job with all their election stuff in Florida. It's, it's weird, though. Lots of people remember the exact opposite of what I just said about them nailing it. Huh. And they remember Florida's election system getting shut down like a restaurant with Ebola after the 2000 election and, and then slowly building up a better system over the last 20 years. Well, a bunch of that progress is going away with the new bill. And they're doing all the 
not quite naming black people suppression stuff, just like Georgia. <sighs> they, they might as well have a bouncer from an Irish bar at every polling station with rules against whatever it is Irish people think black people are wearing and yep. just <laughs> standing there. The new bill includes a reduction in drop boxes, more red tape for mail-in ballots, and of course, the cornerstone of election security... A ban on bottled water for voting lines. Oh, thank goodness. And this is all despite the Florida GOP calling their handling of the 2020 election, quote, the gold standard for the country. So they're solving the gold medal problem now. Yeah, (laughs) right. Well, hey, to be fair, competency has long been the only thing the GOP can solve. (laughs) (laughs) The thing that I love about these crazy election bills is that they have to pretend a system is broken and in total need of overhaul while maintaining the Republican standing policy that they are perfect and have never done anything wrong. Yeah, (laughs) they do. They do. All right. Next up, we have the social media bill. The Florida GOP, which controls both the state house and the state Senate, wants to preserve the freedom of speech. So they're making sure that social media companies speak freely the right way. The new law would make companies like Twitter pay a fine if they unfairly ban a Nazi. Sorry, unfairly ban a Republican. Mm -hmm. It would be (laughs) illegal to remove a political candidate from your platform without giving a week of advance notice about the no being a Nazi rules. And then, you know, count to three, including two and a half with a big pause and some italics. <laughs> and if you break the rule, Florida is planning to fine the social media company $25,000 a day if they ban a local candidate and $250,000 a day if they ban a statewide candidate. According to the sponsor of the bill, GOP state rep John Snyder, quote, what the bill does is send a loud message that the Constitution does not have an asterisk that says only certain speech is free and protected. Yeah. And no irony quote. Yeah. Because if there's anything John Snyder knows, it's that there's not enough bigots saying whatever they want on social media. Well, sure. Yeah. Another another great problem for them to solve. But but the point is that. That's the opposite of what this bill is literally an asterisk that says only a certain speech is free and protected. Surely (laughs) the fucking side that has been invoking theoretical Nazi kicks in their arguments for the last 15 (laughs) fucking years could see how forcing Twitter to have Nazi shit on it would be a problem, right? They cannot. Surely not is the answer to that rhetorical question. And that brings us to Ron DeSantis and his executive plague order. Apparently COVID is basically done now within the magical walls of Florida. <laughs> uh, they're getting about 4,000 new cases every day, but they're 30% fully vaccinated, so mission accomplished yep. within those magical walls, I suppose. Plus, it's pretty warm there, lots of sunlight, bleach, so <laughs> he's officially ending all the local safety orders by July 1st. Wow. It also fixes the problem of future safety by preemptively banning any kind of vaccine passport system. That would be government overreach, of course, that he's fixing with a governor's decree. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That might sound stupid and confusing, but don't worry. He explains it. Quote, I think if you're saying that you're really saying you don't believe in the vaccines, you don't believe in the data, you don't believe in the science... That was the end of the sentence, apparently. Oh, end okay. of quote, yeah. I guess. So we don't believe in the vaccines, 
because we're making people prove they've gotten one? Does he think we think the vaccines themselves are liars? Like the microchips inside them? (laughs) So I I think, Eli, I think what he's saying is words, right? Because because (laughs) Trump showed Republicans with presidential ambitions that that is what it takes, man. That is the limit of what they need to do. Yeah. yeah, in fairness to DeSantis, it's a better sentence than Mike Lindell ever started and didn't finish, but That's it's true. not that much yeah. better. Yeah. yeah, Still pretty rough. And that brings us back to one of the more ridiculous Google searches I've ever done. Remember the pin from before. And by the way, that's a competitive category, ridiculous Google searches I've done. When I Googled <laughs> just the word Florida, here's what I learned. On top of the stupid law lightning round that we just talked about with all three of those things, these were the other headlines I got. Mysterious new tarantula-like spider identified in the Everglades. Yeah. Tracks, yeah. Mm-hmm. School principal under investigation for paddling a six-year-old. Possible UFOs spotted Oops. off Florida coast. <laughs> that was Fox News, of course. We also had... Man drives from Alabama to Florida with owl in the front grill of his truck. Nice. Okay. Okay. And last but not least, Florida is on its way to being an apocalyptic hellscape. I mean, I guess technically the end of a journey is also on the way. So well, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. So how is that? News, like, I mean, that's this story, right? Like, I, I mean, I know you didn't say, uh, like, from the on its way to being an apocalyptic hellscape file or anything at the beginning, but we don't usually do that shtick for the lead story. I thought that was implied. And uh, by the way, one other detail when I Googled Florida, next to all the stuff I just mentioned was the state flag of Florida, which is literally the state seal and a giant red x through it, it like is. wow like it the is. flag knew how to google and was like guys <laughs> no, do not come no. here don't come here <laughs> do, no, no, no. don't do it all right on that note we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor better help hey podcast listener do you have a bad therapist are you not getting what you need from your mental health care Well, that's why we here at The Skeptocrat are happy to introduce this week's sponsor, The Poop Tube. The Poop Tube is installed under the bad therapist's office and is lined with only the finest of yak poop. Just pull the lever. Uh, Eli? Yeah, Heath, I'm in the Um, middle of an ad. Yeah, um, Poop Tube, they canceled their spot for this week. What? They did? Yep, Yep. Uh, apparently some legal problems, so you don't have to do that part. Aw, well, what are our listeners supposed to do if they have a bad therapist? Oh, they could try our other sponsor this week, BetterHelp. What's BetterHelp? Great question. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. Okay, but what if I need a counselor who's secular, LGBTQ affirming, or sex works positive? Well, BetterHelp has a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. But what if I don't like who they match me with? Is there a yak feces tube-based system? No, 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 there's just just no tubes. But BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. Wow, that sounds great. And, like, it requires way less yaks. How do I sign up? It does. Just visit BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. That's BetterHelp.com dot com slash skeptocrat 
and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Skeptocrat. Sounds good. So what happened to the poop tube guys anyways? Oh, yeah. Apparently there was some kind of traffic jam in Mississippi. Ooh, that tracks. We're back. Next up in headlines in nerd immunity news. I've been waiting for more than a year to say this, but at long last, the war against COVID is over. And that's because COVID won. Because this week, as reported by the New York Times, experts believe that reaching herd immunity in the United States of America ever is unlikely. Great. Yeah. So I was Googling stuff before I got curious here. I started to type 70% of Americans, you know, figuring the blank would fill in the blank. And when I got to 70% of A, that was all I typed, 70% of the letter A, it suggested 70% of a number is what fraction of that number? Oh, God. So, <laughs> not looking good. Nope. Apparently, we can't even grasp the concept of that goal mathematically as a fraction. Uh, is that more or less than half? It's a real shame, too, Fuck. because, like, herd stuff tends to be one of our, like, it's right in our national wheelhouse, really. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's a lot of things that this news does not mean, so let's go over those ones first. Okay, it does not mean chipmunks can do algebra. <laughs> okay, it does uh, not, not all of them. It's a very do long one, Eli. Can you just like do it's not a quick one, okay. if anything? So the first thing that this does not mean is the stay at home, never eat in a restaurant, never go anywhere or do anything times are here to stay. Right, Israel has just over 59% of its population vaccinated, and they saw 60, 60 new cases this past Sunday. Now, luckily, and I do fucking mean luckily, that appears to be about the vaccination rate required for society to return to some form of normalcy. But normalcy is not herd immunity. Herd immunity is when normalcy returns without major risks for everyone, like folks who can't get the vaccine or my baby, as an mm -hmm. example. Yeah, I'd love to root for herd immunity to kind of just work itself out in payroll with the anti-vaxxers, but sadly, they won't be the only ones yeah, dying, right. no. so can't really do that. I can't even root for them to get sick and die. They ruin everything. Anti-vaxxers ruin everything. It was bound to happen eventually. Anti-vaxxers have ruined ruining everything at this point. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing that this news is not is new, right? The estimate that herd immunity could be reached if 70% of the population was vaccinated came from very early on in the pandemic, long before several more contagious variants had become dominant. And nerds have been telling us for months now that the complete eradication of COVID from society is an unrealistic goal. So, I mean, you know, fuck me for hoping, but now... Fuck me for hoping is in the New York Times. It hits yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, it's not just now. Fuck you for hoping has been a whole section of the New York Times for a while. <laughs> also, my Rush cover band. Nice. Ooh, Fuck you nice. for hoping. Also, way more accurate than E Pluribus Unum or in yeah. God We Trust. We're looking for something to put on the money. <laughs> Heard stuff. Now, I want to be fair. This could still change, right? Companies can and should require their employees to be vaccinated. And if enough of them did it, we could hit the numbers we needed. Vaccination could become a requirement to fly, which is entirely reasonable. Yeah. And, and yes, if these things were put into place, they would probably be overturned by the Legion of Doom that currently occupies our Supreme Court. 
But that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. And while we were trying, we could get some shots in arms, and that matters. So where does that leave us? Well, for most of us, in the same place we've been for a while longer, right? At the peak of the U.S. vaccination effort, the estimated date when 70% of the population would be vaccinated was the end of June. Now, depending on the day, it stretches into late August or early September, which means that while it might not be forever, the not going anywhere, no eating out times are here for longer than they need to be at best. And in the meantime, at least some people who don't deserve it are going to get sick and die. Yeah. Right. Well, and another thing you got to consider here is the regional nature of this shit. Like, so uh, the the new magic number given the dominant variants now is 80% if we wanted herd immunity. But even if new variants didn't change that, most of this country is kind of sorted by ideology at this point. So if we achieved 80% nationally, there would still be plenty of pockets of way below 70% that would keep the virus around. Yep. Yeah. Do you, do you think 80% easier to do as a fraction than 70 maybe for people? <laughs> maybe it's good news. Rolls off the tongue better. And God damn it. They had to Google what 70% is as a fraction. <laughs> Whatever. And I, I know this is kind of a bummer to put on a comedy podcast, but I want to take a moment just to recognize what a monumental occasion this is. It's like we're all here for the very first flu ever, right? It's like we're all sitting here and Thog the Caveman is like, how big deal can this be? And now the flu is a thing that's killed all these people for all these years. And as the years go by, COVID will become this thing that kills people, right? Like tornadoes and car crashes, right? It'll become an unfortunate part of our lives, but we were all here at the beginning of it. Right. We know the names of the people who actively welcomed the tornado, who stood by for the millions of people who have yet to die of this thing because it's hard to breathe in a mask or because they'd rather listen to Joe Rogan than experts because Joe Rogan makes you feel smart and experts make you feel stupid. But they are stupid. They are stupid murderers. They are bad people in the only way that the words bad and people make sense. And there's no punishment you can fathom that isn't fitting. Also, please get your shot if you haven't already. Sugar on top, guys. Sugar on top. I feel like I could fathom some that are a little... Yeah, I fathomed so many just now when you said that. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the the tor- torture of the boats, the ordeal yeah. of the boats? That's, yeah. uh, While we discuss <laughs> what they just fathomed off air, let's toss things over to our <laughs> next sponsor this week, IP Vanish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ended up at the airport early, so I'm just going to log on to the public Wi-Fi, get a little more work done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Talk to you later. Um, excuse me. Um, hello. I can't help but notice that you're not using IP Vanish. Oh, what's IP Vanish? IP Vanish is a virtual private network, a VPN for short. A VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. You can use a VPN on your computers, tablets, phones, even things like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use a VPN, all your data is encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is you're doing. But since you're not, yoink! 
That's my latte. What are you doing? Yep, that's how easy it is to steal your info without IP Vanish, especially on public Wi-Fi like this. Okay, that's an airport latte. That's really expensive. I know. More expensive than IP Vanish. For listeners of the show, IP Vanish is offering an incredible 65% off. Just $349 for the first month or $3149 for the year. Okay. And what do I get for that? Oh, you get an anonymous IP address. That means your personal IP address can't be tracked by anyone on the web. Protection when using public Wi-Fi. Remember, with IP Vanish, all your data is encrypted, so no one can snoop on what you're doing. Plus, you get 24-7 support. You can email them, chat with them, even call them. They're there to help. Ooh, a scone. Come on, you're taking my scone too? So... Go to IPVanish. You're just going to eat it right there. .com slash Skeptocrat and claim your 65% savings. They have plans starting at just $3.49 or $31.49 a year. This is the time to sign up. With our discount and their current promotional offerings, you can get a VPN for 65% off their usual offering. IPVanish is the best of the best, even rated 4.7 out of 5 on Trustpilot, and that's with more than 6,000 reviews. Show these guys some love. They're repeat sponsors. Remember, it's IPVanish.com slash Skeptocrat to get their deal and start protecting yourself online. All right. I'm in. That sounds like a good deal. Now, can I get the... Uh one bite out of its scone back, please? Uh, yeah, here you go. Well, is, is it because I'm using IP Vanish? I'm going to use it? Uh, no, it's because it's pumpkin cranberry. Pumpkin cranberry is delicious. You're the worst. Stranger. <laughs> and we're back. Next up in headlines. In Mother Tucker news, Tucker Carlson is garbage. Nice. All right. Bringing it around. And uh, again, just like Florida, I guess I'll explain. Really no need, but I'll explain. I'll give you the latest reason to add to your list why Tucker Carlson is garbage. So you might remember from a couple episodes back, I announced that we're trying out a new segment where we watch Tucker Carlson tonight so you don't have to. And then knowing Eli abandoned me on the air and the we watch became just the I watch. So that was fun. <laughs> to be fair, I think it was an excellent test of the if all your friends jumped off a bridge adage. For right, us. or so, we can yeah. even just update the adage now, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I watched Tucker Carlson again because I wanted to avoid feeling feelings. Welcome back to Tuck Your Face. So Carlson spent the last few weeks helping spread COVID and racism. More in a new yep, specific way he say. did that stuff. I, I swear I did the homework. He did an entire <laughs> segment last week combining those two things during which he attacked MSNBC host Joy Reid, who happens to be a black woman, complaining about how she wears a mask and calling her, quote, the race lady. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Well, to be fair, Blackie McBlackface was already a character he does on his show. Right, Otherwise, he would have yeah. called her that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I look, I'm I'm not saying you didn't watch the episode or anything, Heath, but you still haven't proven to anybody that you didn't write this opening in advance. So Ooh. I hope there's more details. I'm pretty sure it always works. Yeah. I don't know. That right, doesn't disprove right. it. It might not be Joy <laughs> Reed every time, but that's a pretty good bet. <laughs> so as usual, Tucker Carlson begins the show with about five minutes of staring in confusion at the math koan on his teleprompter <laughs> that they put up for him. And then he finally starts talking. And here's what he had to say. Quote, Joy Reid, the race lady over what? at MSNBC, took a break from haranguing Whitey yesterday what? to reveal something deeply personal about herself. Mm. <sighs> yeah, and apparently his big problem, other than the blacks in 1950 where he lives, right. was Reid wearing a mask when she's walking around New York City 
even though she already got vaccinated. I'm sorry. Took a break from haranguing Whitey. Exact Tucker words. Carlson's opening monologue is the stuff you would say to start a fight in a bar. Yeah. Right, no, look, look, hey man, if you want people to stop haranguing Whitey, by the way, stop being Tucker fucking Carlson. You're the embodiment of exactly what anyone who's <laughs> ever done that was talking about. Oh. Yep, yep. He's the platonic that person, that guy who yeah. would say that. Yep. And Carlson also pointed out that Reed has a privileged life and mocked her for being a Harvard graduate. What? Where she probably learned how the verb to mock actually works. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, the response we got from Joy Reed was delightful. Quote, Tucker Carlson took time off from badgering strangers in parks and bouncy houses to demand they show him their children's unmasked faces to refer to moi as the race lady? And did he say whitey? Oh, honey, Tuckums, is this really about me fixating on race? Or is it about you fixating on race? End quote. Sorry, just still really stuck on this. Can we start a petition for Tucker Carlson to just like go to Harlem without his little bodyguards and just read his script out loud to people on the street? I really <laughs> feel like this problem could work itself out if he just said his script out loud, not in a studio. Okay, but so, or barring that, maybe a petition where like we could pass a law that he must publicly be referred to as Tuckums from here on out. <laughs> yeah. Or barring that, maybe a company policy. <laughs> oh, oh, he's two fucking Tuckums. Tuckums. Okay. Yeah. Tuckums your face, absolutely. <laughs> and from there, Joy Reid mocked Carlson, using that word correctly, for clearly being mad about not getting into Harvard and only getting into safety school Trinity College with the help from his girlfriend's daddy. Reid also mentioned how Carlson's yearbook from Trinity College, it listed him as a member of the Jesse Helms Foundation. Ugh. Yep, yep. the Jesse Helms. In case anyone's not familiar, Jesse Helms is a top contender for literally the most bigoted senator of the last 50 years, which uh, that's enormous competition Tight to race. be at the top of that list. Tight race. He's right there at the top. Carlson was also listed as a member of the Dan White Society. Trinity College claims that group didn't exist, mostly because Dan White is the guy who murdered Harvey Milk the first openly gay elected official in California history. Wow. So apparently they had a secret bigot murder appreciation club at Trinity and Tucker Carlson was part of it. Okay, interesting, awful, obviously, but like we already knew Tucker Carlson is a racist and a homophobic bigot. He opened with haranguing Whitey. The yearbook <laughs> has no new information. <laughs> no, I mean, it... Look, the man has literal bigot credentials from college, right? So yep. I mean, it shows he's not just pretending to be that awful for the sake of Fox viewers. He's genuinely that bad, at least. Yep. <laughs> sure is. And Joy Reid closed it out in beautiful fashion. One more time, quote, And about that race thing, I'm not the one who spools over my neighborhood changing like I'm a segregationist housewife from the 1950s. <laughs> that would be you, Tuckums. The reason I continue to mask up in crowded spaces is because I don't know how many people in those crowds heard about the court case where your bosses said that your show wasn't news. I don't trust that your <laughs> listeners are taking precautions against COVID rather than freaking out about a piece of cloth and busting into Target to cough on all the cereal boxes like they're 17th century colonizers with measles blankets. <laughs> 
Kind of feel like Joy did our job for us. Yeah, I don't. She crushed it. Does she have a microphone at home by chance? We've been in the New York Times, Joy. You could come (laughs) on. They they listed us. I think she'd have to pick it up and dust it off, but yeah. (laughs) And just a quick little story about this Tuck Your Face segment before we close it out. I started saving episodes of Tucker Carlson tonight with the DVR that comes with Hulu TV. Hashtag sponsor. And I happened to share that Hulu account with my mom. So the last time we were on the phone, it started with just like, before I even was all the way, she was just like, why the fuck are you recording Tucker Carlson tonight? Are you a fucking Republican? I will kill you. It's a goddamn good thing your father wasn't here to see this. It, she's so fierce. It was like, it was like my Mormon mom found my gay porn. It was a very, very angry thing. I had to talk her down and explain. So that was fun. Yeah, it was like my mom finding my atheist podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and in bamboozled news, <laughs> not all Republicans are responding to the election with the calm and grace of the fine state of Florida. No, if the banning of bottled water and the complete overhaul of your perfect triple star gold standard system are all too reality based for you, then you're going to want the bat shittery that is the Republican led recount in Maricopa County, Arizona. The recount that would change exactly nothing, even if it was real, and they weren't just moving around piles of Skittles. (laughs) It would do nothing still. So here's the story. Maricopa County, Arizona, already did a recount, a real one, and it found absolutely no evidence of widespread voter fraud. But if the truth changed Republicans' minds, they wouldn't be Republicans. So they decided to hold their own recount, run by a company that is called I'm not joking, cyber ninjas led (laughs) by a Republican's conspiracy theorist with top secret recounting methods. Cyber ninjas. Yup. With top secret recounting (laughs) methods that they won't tell anybody about using only the finest bullshit to detect fraud. And we found out one of those methods this week when a speaker for the recount told a local CPS reporter that one of the things that they are doing as a part of this recount is checking the ballots for bamboo <laughs> this is real I as evidence it. that they came <laughs> from China. Yes. I'm a cyber ninja. This is serious. This very, We're looking for take bamboo. This very seriously. Take it cyberly. Okay. As a man who has watched not one but two Mike Lindell docu-movies on this subject, this one still surprised me. I did not think their bat shittery could still surprise me, and I should have known better than to think that by now. I'm be honest How'd with you. How'd this get past you, Mike Lindell? Why weren't you checking right for that? Right on here, buddy. <laughs> Dereliction. It's because he doesn't have a certificate to show at yeah. the beginning. He's not a ninja yeah. either, I guess. So, yeah. John Brackey, the founder of Audit USA, one of the companies involved in the recount process, had this to say about the bamboo theory. Actual fucking quote. There's accusations that 40,000 ballots were flown in and it was stuffed in the box and it came from the southeast part of the world. Asia. (laughs) I I feel like he just accidentally admitted to being a flat earther, but Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's the bottom right part. (laughs) He continues, because it was bamboo in their paper. There's bamboo in their paper process. People in South Asia? I don't believe any of that. I'm just saying that is part of the mystery that we want to ungaslight people about, and this is a way to do it. End real fucking quote. Okay, also, uh, I'm not saying this is related, but we found about 
40,000 Biden votes on little slips of paper inside these cookies? Too? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could be China. Oh, Jesus Christ. The, the fucking just asking questions defense is having a banner year, isn't it? Sure the fuck is. <laughs> so my lucky number is 41. What? <laughs> All right. I Biden will vote cheated. for Joe Biden. So if you're wondering where this highly scientific theory came from, it's Twitter. Twitter user Jovan Pulitzer first tweeted, quote, Now let's say there was an influx of China ballots. China does not have the tree and lumber population we have because it got deforested primarily a long time ago. They use bamboo. They do use wood pulps. They use bamboo in their paper and they use about 27 different mixes of grasses that we don't have here in the United States. And even though you can't look at it and see it, it's very detectable. And tweet Christ. that in my sheets rock stole the election with their bamboo <laughs> rayon. That's what happened. That's the holy grail of sheets and election fraud. Bamboo. <laughs> Wicks Republican votes away at twice the speed. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, none of that is true, by the no, way, uh, no. in case anyone was wondering. But, hey, at least it's expensive. As CNN points out, quote, cyber ninjas have said that the audit will cost far more than the $150,000 Senate Republicans in the state are paying them, but won't disclose who else is providing funding for the effort, end quote. <laughs> that effort, ostensibly anyway, being transparency. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, just a heads up, expect your Republican Uncle Frank to announce the results from this audit any second on his Facebook like they raised the fucking Titanic. And hey, you know what? Before he does, maybe share this story with him and beat him to the punch. Or don't, because if evidence worked on your Republican Uncle Frank, he would just be your regular Uncle Frank. Yeah, yeah. Always has to be depressing at the end. And finally tonight, in Bamboom news. Fantastic. Debris from a big-ass <laughs> Chinese rocket made an uncontrolled re-entry, read, <laughs> crashed into yeah. the Indian Ocean right. early Sunday morning because China did the space equivalent of tossing your McDonald's garbage out the window of your fucking car on the highway. <laughs> this ended a several-day-long game of global Russian roulette wherein we all just reassured ourselves by repeating what a small percentage of Earth's surface we personally occupy as a gigantic discarded booster rocket tumbled randomly back to the planet. Okay, we did not expect it to land on Greta Thunberg. That is <laughs> ironic. Admittedly very ironic. Oh, she needs Captain Marvel powers. I want Greta if Thunberg just lighting up Fuck blowing shit up. Yes. So, so the actual crash site of the 23-ton rocket stage was some 500 miles south of the Indian subcontinent near the Maldives, uh, a chain of 1,100-plus islands, though global warming is on the verge of making that number a bit of a moving target. Anyway, at the time of this writing, it's not actually clear if any of the debris landed on any of the islands, and especially populated as many of them are. That might not be known for some time. But the good news is that we don't have any deaths to report. Uh, the bad news is that we don't have a sweet-ass aerial view of a huge line of space debris either. But, you know, that's... Yeah. Some guy just sadly towing his giant Taco Bell banner back to the United States. It just happened so fast. <laughs> it happened so fast. <laughs> we couldn't really set it up. So, yeah, any landing you walk away from and all of that. But it's worth emphasizing that as recently as Saturday night, the best estimate anybody could offer on this thing was somewhere further south than Canada and further north than Patagonia. <laughs> 
Like that's not helpful. Yeah, no. So like they, seriously, they they knew that it was going to land between forty one point five degrees south and forty one point five degrees north. That's all of Australia, all of Africa, the parts of Asia and South America that have people in them. Everything in North America, south of New York City, and a tiny strip of Mediterranean Europe. I always forget how fucking north Europeans are. Anyway, despite the majority of Earth's population living on China's impromptu runway, it looks like it crashed safely, which. Seems like it should be an oxymoron, but apparently isn't. <laughs> okay, so you know how lawn darts is illegal because it's dangerous? <laughs> Turns out if you add missile technology and 22 metric tons, it's still problematic. Yeah, yeah. still an issue. What the fuck? Okay, but now I'm picturing Heath as a kid buying a Chinese rocket at Action Park while eating a deep fried Oreo, so. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, that's worth picturing, yeah. So now, now for the purposes of this story. He pooped himself. I've given China a lot of shit for this. I, I mean, yes, pretty much any other space agency in the history of the fucking world would put some retro rockets on that motherfucker so they could slow it down for a predictable landing in a predetermined zone of some sort. Uh, but it's not like they're the first country to leave some huge fucking thing out in space to come randomly crashing back to the ground. Uh, Russia and America have a long and storied tradition of playing spin the global populace in a similar way. Uh, the first known case, actually, of damage from space debris comes from 1969 in the Sea of Japan. Um, we don't actually know what crashed. We just know that Russians showed up looking for wreckage super quick afterwards. Uh, but probably the most spectacular uncontrolled reentry uh, goes to NASA's Skylab, which technically is partially controlled. Uh, but that left a huge trail of debris over a barren stretch of Western Australia. And though no real damage was done, the area where it crashed did issue NASA a $400 fine for littering. <laughs> nice. Ah, shit. Uh, do you guys take space ice cream? We have a ton of space. <laughs> Eventually, that fine was crowdsourced. They actually did pay it. But yeah. Um, so my favorite space debris story, though, comes out of Oklahoma, uh, where in 1997, Tulsa resident Lottie Williams became the first known person to be hit by space debris. So she was walking to the park with a few friends when she saw like what they all thought was a shooting star coming right at them. It had to be the weirdest fucking shit in the world. It actually hit Lottie on the shoulder. Uh, but it was so light, she said she barely even felt it. Scientists later confirmed that the debris was almost certainly a piece of the U.S. Delta II rocket. They're just like, wow. isn't that cool, Lottie? You got hit with a piece of our rocket. You don't you don't seem psyched, Lottie. Are you not psyched? <laughs> okay, I'd be psyched about that. I would talk about that forever. I walk into a bar. Hey, everybody, I'm the guy who got hit by a literal rocket, and I, I'm fine. I no big deal. with me. Yeah, she actually kept it as a souvenir. I'm sure she talks about it all the time, but she's from... Tulsa, so I, I, like, I just have, I picture it coming up in a do you know who I am kind of way. I could be wrong. I just, I'm, be... I'm writing an album about that. I never <laughs> stopped talking about how I got hit by a rocket right. and lived. And, and the key here, though, is that uh, there are still zero cases that I'm aware of of people dying from falling space debris. But given the rate Elon Musk is tossing shit up there and the awesome safety standards of the Chinese Space Agency, uh, it seems like that's just a matter of time. So on behalf of myself and all the other people who had particular folks in mind that they were kind of rooting for when it came to China's rocket stage re-entry point, don't lose hope. There will be a next time. <laughs> so they're not doing the thing where they know where it's going to land? Their next thing? I feel they... like the next time they're going to do that. Yeah, I think they're going to go with that. <laughs> Shame there's no ocean right there by China. <laughs> <laughs> or large empty spaces on land. Jesus Christ, people. Come on, D up. All right, on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. 
And thanks to all the listeners who like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and send us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Marty Schaefer, Megan Hargreaves, Random Van Gogh, Atheist Vegan Punk Tree Hugger, Psyche, Connie Sin, Jason Thompson, Brian S. Notabart, Benjamin Carlisle, M.A. Ross, Heath, tell Mike you like me more than him. Mike, I like him more than you. Carol Swinney, Evan Miner, Stockholm Syndrome, Simon Templar, Melanie Gudgel, William Jones, Sandeep Sony, Danielle Creech, Daniel Castiglione, Jason Wright, and Alfred in SC, South Carolina, I'm assuming, who certainly, all of those people, they certainly have aesthetically beautiful dicks and vaginas, but as a sapiosexual, personally, I'm even more attracted to their brains. Liar. Yeah, thank you, Eli. I, I think that's important. <laughs> that's a lie. That's a lie. Yes, you can be attracted to intelligence and brains, but you're also just, you're attracted to aesthetic things, too. Don't be a liar. Thank you. Very good point. <laughs> And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, D&D Minus, and Citation Needed, available on Apple Music, Stitcher, all those other podcast apps, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slonick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Love that that lady at Audio Boom is now going to have to write one of those. Please avoid yak feces related <laughs> items when advertising. For I didn't this think I'd have to specify different animals, yeah. but yes, yak. Also, also yak. yak. God. <laughs> Tiffany would never do that. <laughs> Tiffany loves us. Oddly enough, she does. I think she really gets off on writing those kind of. She's like, probably gets. <laughs> she's like, oh, I got another good story now. Ah, oh, nice. The skeptic guys did an ad again. Yeah. I wonder if it's going to have a tragic scene from a movie in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Is that my yak shit in there? <laughs> oh, what's. IP Vanish. Ooh, IP Vanish is a virtual private network, a VPN for short. A VPN is a super important tool that helps you safely browse the internet. You can use VPN on your computers, tablets, phones, even things like your Fire Stick. Your accent is When moving. you're streaming media, when you use a VPN, all your data is encrypted. What you're reading, what you're searching, what you're watching, whatever it is you're doing. But since you're not, yoink! My latte, what are you doing? Yep, that's how easy it is to steal your info without IP vanish, especially on public Wi-Fi. Okay, that was an airport latte. That was really expensive. More expensive than IP vanish. For listeners of the show, IP vanish is offering an incredible 65% off. Just $349 for the first month or $3149 for the first year. Okay, and for that, I get what? Oh, you get an anonymous There's so IP much address. more copy. <laughs> I'm 
Sorry. <laughs> you get an anonymous IP address. That means your personal IP address cannot be tracked by anyone on the web. Protection when you're using public Wi-Fi. Remember, with IP Vanish, all your data is encrypted, so no one can scoop what you're doing. 24-7 support. Email them, chat with them, even call them. They're here to help. Ooh, a scone. Right. I forgot I wrote a bit for this fucking sketch. Wow. They're here to help. Ooh, a scone. Come on. You're taking my scone too? Mm-hmm. So go to ipvanish.com slash skeptocrat. Claim your 65% savings. They and have just going slower. plans starting at just $349 or $31.49 a year. This is the time to sign up with our discount and our current promotional offerings. You can get a VPN for 65% off singing. their usual offering. Voice already done. This is so I, long. IP Vanish is the best of the best. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.